intro again. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, f- him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my god, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode and I'm of Shane Daniels Ram Ranch. It rocks. And I'm Jake. And cowboys love big heart dropping cocks down on Ram Ranch. When you show up late to the uh, to the pre meeting, buddy. Yeah, I'm, and the real podcast does the intro. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm JD, and, you know, that was an intro. Do you not agree that Ram Ranch rocks, JD? No. 18 naked cowboys, all at Ram Ranch? And the showers are down at Ram Ranch. I'm so lost. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. YouTube it, boy. You were, there, right, so- for, you were there at IHOP after the show. Ram Ranch. Not I don't remember. Ram no, Ranch. I don't. I you don't. were probably I had a, a lot of pain. I had a painkiller in my system at that point, too. Really? Yes. Yeah. I was in pain. Well, that's kind of like me doing WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come out of the gate hot again this week. This time, not about the podcast so much. It is just the wrestling business in general. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to name it because uh, they're a bunch of bitches. MSWA has decided to not allow recording at their uh, events. Uh, that includes live streaming or recording it so you can see your match later. Wrestlers, just so you know, if you want to share those things to Facebook, adjust the privacy settings so they can't see it or block them on Facebook. Either one will work. They're a bunch of douchebags. It is your work. You should be able to do what you want with it. Gunshot. And to those people streaming it, they weren't coming to your show in the first place, bro. Ouch. I mean, I agree with you. I, I think it's kind of stupid. I get the point of, hey, you know, don't record our shows and live stream it. I get that. But just telling people not to do it all together, you know, especially if the workers. It's, it's your work. You're putting your fucking body out there. You're whoring your body out there. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's or your work. It is your work. You should be able to do what you want with it. Yeah. Or, I mean, if you're going to do something with it, fucking record it yourself and share it for everybody else to see. Yep. Yeah, but we've had that at like TWE, but they're on a <laughs> streaming platform. That that is a much different story. Yeah, but we can. They don't tell us that we can't record our matches. They're just like, hey, don't don't post them like right away. Yeah, I mean, that's a completely different thing. You're, yeah, I mean, it's a streaming service for... They're making money off that. This is a fucking hick wrestling show in the middle of fucking Rockwood. No offense. I, I love a bunch of guys on there. Um, but get your work. Fucking record it if you want to. Post it. Fuck it. Yeah. What's the worst going to happen? They're going to stop using you? Or they'll block you from the page like they did me. Yeah. Well, that doesn't affect you. You don't wrestle, buddy. Oh, no. I thought it was hilarious. I was having so much fun with that, dude. They deleted my comment like three times when they finally blocked me. 
I, I did. I mean, they did take. I did see some people that took pictures. They didn't record, but I mean, it, I don't know who's recording because, like, I'm friends with a lot of all these people and fans and that go to that show, and I never see anything. So I work. Right. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, I've never worked there. I don't. I know a lot of people do love them to death and everything, but I mean, they should be able to do what they want with their work and share it if they want it, you know, if they want on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Or, I mean, if you're going to be that way, just charge more. Yeah. Let me fucking record my shit. Fucking I'll charge you more. Or record the shit your fucking self and put it out somewhere. Yeah, if, if if you want to stop people from recording, you should be recording your show yourself. Yep. All right, let's uh let's jump into the meat of this episode. Um, AEW All In announced at Wembley Stadium. Uh, they got the rights to All In after the Ring of Honor deal, and uh, they're gonna try to pack out Wembley. How many people do you think they can fit in Wembley, being it's AEW? It's fucking UK. There's wrestling. They're gonna go. They'll probably sell it out. You think they'll sell it out? Yeah. They already have 25,000 pre-sale tickets. Yeah. Well, see, the way I'm looking at it is it's Tony Khan, and, like, I think people underestimate the, how much money Tony Khan and the Khans actually have and how much they'd be willing to spend to pack out that stadium and say, look at what we did. Even if they don't sell out, like, traditionally, they can totally comp those and, and beef their numbers by, like, Letting people in for free day of, you know. The Fed used to do it all the time. I mean, look, uh, Jake brought it to my attention, and even Will brought it to my attention. Um, New Japan had a tour over there and sold out every single night. Yep. They weren't running. Oh, wow. Yeah, they weren't running Wembley, but they every date on their fucking UK tour, they sold out. I'd be interested to see. Uh, what would headline this card? I mean, for one, you're gonna ha- you're gonna bring Osprey in. You're probably gonna bring in Zack Saber Jr. for that show. Um, you got Pac. You got Pac. I, I mean, you gotta put the you gotta put these guys in prominent positions on the card. Mm-hmm. Well, you can um, almost guarantee that it's gonna be fucking Omega and Osprey. And you know, this isn't WWE either, so I would expect to see a lot of the hometown guys go over. Yeah, I mean, they've they've done that before. I, I don't see them variating from that. I They're kind of they big went, on sending their fans home happy. Well, I mean, I get the whole let's send everybody home happy, but everybody that's from there can't just fucking win. That's all fair. That to it. Um, you want to hear my conspiracy on all in? Sure. Your. I I like a good conspiracy. All right. So we got reports two weeks ago that CM Punk had all but negotiated a comeback with AEW. And then the whole Instagram thing happened and supposedly it blew up. I don't think it blew up. I think that was cover so that they could say it blew up. So that when he does come back, it means even more. And I think he... They, I think the only way they announce this Wembley Stadium show is having CM Punk back in the fold. Because otherwise, who do they have that's really going to fill out Wembley? 
Who what, what, what megastar is gonna is gonna fill Wembley on that roster besides CM Punk? Well, Chris Jericho, clearly. No, Chris Jericho, give me your damn break. Daniel Bryan. Okay, that's fair. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. But honestly, though, I just don't think they announced this big of a show in this big of a stadium without knowing they have a, a good enough story to drive the program going into it. When, when are they doing this show? Sunday, August 27th. August. So they got a lot of time. They got a lot of time to build this. Uh, and that's plenty of time to bring that CM Punk drama back around and make a good story out of it. Well, you know, he's been working there. He's still working there in the back, according to reports. Really? Yes. Not too surprising. Like, I just, I feel like that's like the program they need to really rock Wembley. Omega Punk. I don't think you got a conspiracy here. I think you actually have something solid. Um, JD, because when's the last time that Punk has even been to the UK on a tour? It's been a very, very, very long time. So having Punk come back with this hot story, oh yeah, you know, fuck Omega and fuck, uh, you know, the Young Bucks and fuck AEW and all this shit. Like, the thing that really got me was he posted that, and then it was took down, you know, an hour or so later. And then somebody was like, they screenshotted it, and then they were like, these are the rules. You're not allowed to talk negatively about AEW and stuff like that. So why would, if Punk was done with the company, why would he even go through the trouble of deleting it? Yes, that, that's my thing. Is like I, I feel like that whole thing was part of the work. Oh, yeah. I mean, that whole I Instagram think... post, was, the whole story thing was all a part of the work. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing that uh, Tony likes to do is these work, shoot, Vince Russo-esque fucking storylines, except he's not fucking Vince Russo. So, it is my most hated booking strategy. I would, I would understand doing it once or twice every so often. Because sometimes you do need that kind of realism in wrestling. Like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, you know, just like, I, I feel like most of those reports that come out leaked. Oh, Brock got in a fight with fucking, you know, whoever behind the fucking curtain. And Chris Jericho fist fight this dude. I think, you know, it's all just to fucking keep you interested. Uh, those guys don't like each other. Yeah, um... I don't know. This whole thing just. It feels different, you know. It feels different with them announcing such a big show and all this happening around it. Yeah. Like, we, we've had hints of him talking to them before, but this is the first solid thing where it was actually connect, connected to something bigger. Personally, I'll be excited. I love punk. I'll always love punk. Um, and I think he brings a net positive to AEW, whether they like him or not. Yeah. I mean, once again, uh, looking back, is he not still a com- commentator for uh, UFC? 
Not UFC, but one of those smaller MMA companies. I don't remember which one. I was going to say, you know, with that Endeavor deal that happened. Oh. He would technically still working. Wow, that'd be weird. That would be weird. Uh, the place you try to escape gets bought <laughs> by the place you currently work for. Let's uh, jump over to um, the unofficial hiring freeze WWE apparently has had in place since Vince McMahon has come back. Um, looks like that's what kept Jay White out of the fold. Well, according to according to reports, they had cre- Triple H had him they had creative starting to write shit up for Jay White for him to debut. Yeah, that's how surely we're going they had until him. a week until WrestleMania. But at the end of the day. When you see this news come out about the the sale and stuff, and you know what the I mean, he's friends with a lot of those guys who work at WWE, so he has the inside kind of scoop. Hey, what's going on? Don't think this is right for me. I'm going to uh, go to AEW and dodge a bullet. I hate it for him too because, like, I feel like he had so much more potential in WWE than he does in AEW because in AEW he's already locked back into the Bullet Club stuff and I'm not interested in seeing the 900th Bullet Club reunion yeah I'm not either Um, but what would he have really done in WWE besides elevate his uh, star power a little bit. I mean, what, where would they put him? I, I don't know, but it would have been anything other than what he was already doing and it would have challenged him to be a better better performer. Uh, touche. But look at what they did with AJ and the Good Brothers. Oh, the club. Bauer, the club. I mean, I get it, but it's not like what's driving their storylines. No. I mean, I agree with you. But... I just feel like it's going to be brought up a hundred times. Oh, he worked. He was the leader of the Bullet Club. Uh, he's been in Japan. Blah, blah, blah. I get that. Uh, we got the announcement of the return of the draft on this Friday SmackDown. And I am um, fucking excited. Yeah, I'm kind of a pissed, though, because according to most reports, it's supposed to be May 8th, and that's the week before I'm supposed to be at Raw. <laughs> It's when? According to most reports, they were, they're planning it for May 8th, and that's one week before I'm attending Raw in Greensboro. So the Friday night SmackDown I go to will be part of the Raw draft, most likely. Are you fucking serious? That'd be fucking yep. dope. And I will probably be looking at the new roster on Monday, that Monday. That's actually, I've never been there for a draft, so that's kind of cool. Right. If if everything goes the way they're saying, it sounds like it. That's the way it'll happen. So that's that's pretty awesome. Um, just to, if they do the draft, do you think they're actually going to keep people separate, or is it just a stunt for ratings? I think it's a little bit of both, but I also think uh, it's another thing. Carrying Cross from reports that I saw, Fox doesn't want him on there anymore. He's not really doing anything for their ratings. So you have to think at Fox, they're taking a loss pretty much 
every time SmackDown shows. Yep. We've talked about that in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have the... I would say they don't have the star power that Raw does. I mean, they got Drew, and they got Sheamus, and they got the Brutes, and they got... Um, Roman when he shows up. Roman when he shows up. The Usos. I mean, the tag division's weak. Their women's division isn't that great. I mean, I think a a draft would be good and hopefully bring something and shake it up. I mean, they've already put the Judgment Day kind of on SmackDown as it is. So, you know, you're getting that LWO versus Judgment Day feud, which is... That's going to be fire as fuck. It is. So, I think the draft Uh, will really help. I think it's for ratings. I think it's to shake things up and, and get people a fresh start on SmackDown because we know as wrestlers, you could be over on one show and not be as over on another show. So. Speaking of SmackDown, Vince was not there Friday. Fuck that. So as we speculated this past week, or as I speculated and we talked about a little bit, um, my thoughts was that Vince was probably just backstage at Raw because he'd been in town for WrestleMania, filling his oats, and wanted to be in charge. And hopefully he wouldn't be on the road again. Well, he's not on the road again, at least this week. But who's, Apparently to for, he, who's to say he can't just sit in his office in Connecticut and just type out fucking shit and send it in? Well, apparently, apparently morale was doing better um, backstage. Um, Papa H helped calm things down, I think. But, like, I don't think this bodes well for them, though, because, like, if he comes around for the big four pay-per-views, who's to say he doesn't just tear up the script when it comes time for the pay-per-view and be like, well, we're doing what I want now, brother. I think Vince is... I know he's petty, as fuck, but you really can't fuck with that. Those four big pay per views because they. But he a just lot did. He just did. Well, kind of. I mean, the Raw to WrestleMania, he fucked that up completely. Apparently, even scrapped pretty deadly from debuting on the show. Hmm. I mean, but did he mess up WrestleMania? There were some questionable booking decisions, but I can't blame them on him, I guess. You really can't. Um, you got to you got to realize that at the end of the day, this is Vince's baby. Vince is going to do what Vince wants to do. And if Vince wants to fuck everything up and run it into the ground, then Vince is going to do that. Because if Vince can't have it, then nobody can have it. Uh, reportedly, Drew McIntyre is not happy with his booking or the money he's being offered in contract negotiations and is prepared to let his contract run out. Yeah, if he really thinks Endeavor is going to just give him what he fucking wants, then he's fucking sadly mistaken. I think Endeavor's got the money to hold on to Drew McIntyre, and I think he's worth holding on to. Oh, he's definitely worth holding on to, but you got to think once this thing actually goes and it's official, and it's paid, bought and paid for 
first thing they're going to do is start cutting. Trimming fat around not only, I would say, not only WWE, but UFC as well. I just think even letting Drew get to the end of his contract is a little crazy. I mean, he like with AEW planning a Wembley show, I'm not saying his contract will be over there by then. It probably won't be. But let's say it is an AEW planning a Wembley show. If the Tony Khan wanted to snatch him up and head, let him headline Wembley, <coughs> that'd be a perfect man to do it. Drew's worked with, I mean, I'm not saying that he wouldn't. I mean, right about a money, people are going to do whatever. But, I mean, he's built his career here he left he could have went anywhere he came back his booking hasn't been that fucking horrible hasn't been great since he dropped the world title yeah but i mean the man gets to fucking tag with his best friend fucking put on these banger ass matches he fucking headlined fucking a stadium show in his home country i mean has his booking really been that bad? I don't know. If he's not outside of this whole Sheamus thing that he's been doing recently in the Cardiff, he's kind of existed on the roster. I can I can agree with that to an extent. But I, I mean, think, he's always been in a high profile. It's a high profile existence, but he's just kind of existed. Well, and also you got to think though. Uh, after they started going back out on the road, he actually got hurt for a little bit. Yeah. And then, so the only thing that he could actually really do was fucking promos or, or get beat down. I would just love to see him get to hold up the world title in front of a crowd. Finish the story, right? Yeah. Finish the story. Fucking chicken. All right, let's... uh. <laughs> Let's move on to what this episode's about and talk about the sale of WWE. Uh, we no, talked there's so- one more thing that we have to talk oh, about. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, we have. You. I knew I'd forgotten something. Go ahead. Let's um, talk about how Shane is the uh, the first ever Pick'em champion. I guess that's what the fuck we're calling this. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I didn't come up with it. It was the, the social media team. <sighs> Well, they, I don't know why. Speaking speaking of the social media team, it's cool they did this pick them thing and everything. I mean, it's cool that you won. Who the fuck are they? And why the fuck are we paying them? And what are we paying them? And what is this thing about 47 copies of 47 Ronin? I'm not fucking paying them fucking shit. Let's just start there. Um, it's not even 47 Ronin. Who needs 15 Garfield vintage plushes? And the soundtrack to fucking Shrek. What is the good social media shit? uh, The only thing, I guess what they're talking about, good social media shit, is just roasting the fuck out of us for whatever reason. And not saying that it's not fucking funny, because it is. But I'm not really, I mean, I guess we're growing. There's more interaction on there than there has been. And so, sure. Yeah, uh, I just wonder who they are. Well, did you did you look up the address that was on that invoice? 
when I looked up the address, it was uh, it was a the home of Walter White. <laughs> Breaking Bad. It's his fucking house. They put his Walter White's fucking address on there, and a Taco Bell number. And I, who else social media is there running? Because it was like eight thousand so, and something. Uh, we're gonna talk to Will and find out who he hired for the social media. Well, are they supposed to send me something? Hmm? Are they sending me a <laughs> thing? What thing? For winning this pick'em thing, guys. Uh, I, I think they, they said fucking... they said they had a trophy. That's all I know. Well, they just asked me for Photoshop stuff. They're just like, "Hey, Photoshop this chicken." Okay, cool. So why am I paying them if I'm photoshopping the shit? So you're doing the work for them. I, uh, yes, apparently. They want us to pay them. Who yes. the fuck is this? Will, we got to get with Will and find out what's going on. <laughs> I just get a message from the fucking Facebook. It's like, hey, can you Photoshop, uh, you know, a chicken in JD and Tyler's match? And I was like, sure, okay. And I sent it to them, and then they didn't even say thank you. Those bastards. Sounds like them. All right. Um, let's let's push on now, because we, we're 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 getting stuck on this. Anyway, Shane's the pick'em champion. He beat all of us. Uh, who was second? Tyler. Uh, yes, and then you, and then Jake, and then Will. How did Will do so bad? I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, we got like four right. I. When we were doing it and I was messaging you guys in the chat or whatever, and like for the longest, me and Tyler were like tied. And I fucked up on the Shane, the IC title match, and I was like, okay. And then I think he picked Asuka instead of Bianca, and I picked Bianca. So then it came down to either Cody or Roman. And of course, I'm going to choose my tribal chief. And uh, I, I came out on top on that one. So. Speaking of Travel Chief, Jake was just so sad that his loss. Oh, no, the one. So happy that his one, his arm was sore from throwing up the ones. I like how you like, guys say that shit. Like, I gave two fucks about the fucking main event. I spent most of it outside smoking. It was a good match. Can we? Good match. Sure. Here. Z- so. we, can, we can edit this out if Jake didn't want it in there. But I want to put emphasis on the fact that Jake left the, the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> and to be, fair, that match. to be fair, we were all kind of drinking and, and just having a good time because that's what we do at pay-per-views. We'll just kind of get in the group chat and we'll talk shit to each other and stuff like that. And it just, I don't know what happened. It wasn't even during that match. I know you left like halfway through night two. Yeah. And everybody was like, well, we're just going to keep going because we're having a good time. <laughs> fucking." <laughs> but just know in my mind, I was wondering what you were doing during that Roman match. And then Barry, was posted, Barry posted that he was just quiet. And saying I didn't give a fuck. Like I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> my my main problem with the fucking match was the finish took too long. 
It, it, that, it made the referee look like a dumbass. And that I'll give you, because, like, he walked himself back into the corner to take that Samoan spike, and it made no look, fucking sense for him to do that. It made that. Cody look stupid, and it made the referee look stupid. All right, I didn't even the say that said. part, because, like I said, I was under the influence, and so I was probably, like, talking shit to one of them in the group chat and missed it. I just saw fucking, you know... Yeah, the me and Barry were sitting there going, this referee's a jackass because he's just letting this go on. And like, oh, look, Cody just happened to walk himself into a fucking spot. Uh-oh. Yeah, that, that part just it didn't make any sense to me. It, it was to poorly constructed. Corner. All right, let's move on to the sale of WWE. Um, it's kind of been in the works for a while. We've known this was happening for a bit. They announced it on night two of WrestleMania. WWE has been sold to Endeavor. Technically, according to Cannonball Research Analyst Vasily Karasov, um, it is not a sale. It's an acquisition, given that WWE shareholders are not being bought out. So WWE shareholders will still own their shares of WWE. Um, the deal is valued at nine, or values WWE at $9.3 billion, and it will result in a new firm held by 51% of existing of existing Endeavor shareholders, and forty nine percent will be uh, owned by existing WWE shareholders. Um, I mean, just looking at this, like you got McMahon will be chairman of the new company company's board. Dana White will be leading the UFC. Look at this. I mean, it looks like a marriage of perfect convenience. Well, we we kind of touched on that um, episode. You know, before I just feel like this is just a this was a way for him. He sold it to his friends. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's friends with Dana. He's friends with everybody. Um. He did this so he could still stay in power. That's all it was. And with this deal, if Ari Emanuel wasn't already the most powerful man in Hollywood, spoiler, he was. Um. <laughs> what does this make him now? Well, and also you got to think too. Um, WWE has spent months, and you may not have known what you were watching when it was happening. But people who have any business sense knew the fact that WWE was fucking pumping out their numbers every week. It would be a, we broke a new record. They did it on SmackDown. We broke a record. We broke this record. They were sh- they were polishing up the shit and making it look real good for the sale. I mean, that's why they didn't. That's why they had the hiring freeze. And that's so also they wouldn't why they were bringing on new contracts while they were trying to sell. And I also think Vince put Trips in charge or whatever because he knew what he could do. He knew the talent loved him. He wanted the the talent to be good morale and good sports and all this stuff. Vince knew exactly what he was doing when he made these moves. Now let's uh let's look back at the timeline of this because um it's a little interesting looking back and seeing how everything how all the dots connect now. Uh, back July twenty second last year, Vince McMahon retired, and he sent out that tweet that said at seventy seven it's time for me to retire. Thank you WWE Universe, then now forever together. I hate that fucking motto. Yeah, it's stupid. 
It's so dumb. Um, this his retirement came in the wake of multiple sexual misconduct allegations detailed in the Wall Street Journal. Um, those never went away, as far as I know. I've not I mean, heard anything about it since. Either way, so I mean, it could still be floating out there. Could have, hell, he could have paid them off. Apparently, he did pay them off. That's part of the problem. Um. Then on December 13th, after we got the Triple H era for a little bit, we got the uh, rumors of a return beginning uh, per a report from Joe Palazzolo from Wall Street Journal. Vince said he felt he received bad advice from those who advised him to step down and was seeking a return. And that actually happened on January 5th this year. Uh, he issued a letter to the board of directors seeking reinstatement. And three board seats were vacated in favor of McMahon and Presidents George Berrios and Michelle Wilson. Uh, the company line stated that McMahon's return was only as an executive in a limited capacity to facilitate a sale and or TV rights negotiation. Sale has happened. Uh, TV rights negotiations are coming up. We're definitely discuss this as part of the larger context around it. Um, Stephanie McMahon resigned three days later uh, after coming back, which still stinks of her just being pissed off by the way everything was going. Um, seven days later, we got the rumors of Saudi Arabia uh, buying WWE. They immediately uh, came out and said they weren't. There's widespread backlash from fans and superstars. Um, and I remember at the time, we were speculating that that was the reason Stephanie stepped down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with the way everything's gone, probably good Stephanie got out there anyway. Yeah, but she's been in this business since she was a teenager. I mean... It's kind of like going back and looking. It's time for her to be with her family. Yeah, She's got her money. Yeah. She There's no reason we need Stephanie. Uh, March 31st, which earlier last week, Vince signed his employment contract. It was backdated to January 9th per SEC filings for a two-year employment contract. And then they announced the deal. Four days later, CNBC announced a uh, report the deal was expected the WrestleMania Sunday morning. And uh, that's where we're, we stand right now. There's not really any news on exactly the way it's going to go. I mean, Ari Emanuel and Vince McMahon and Nick Khan, they all three hit the interview rounds on WrestleMania Sunday and uh, kind of talked to CNBC and a bunch of other financial uh, news programs and stuff. But let's let's start the speculation here. Where do we think this goes as far as, like, do we have Vince McMahon back? Is Vince McMahon back? Like, is he going to be in charge week to week, or is he just where he's been while Triple H's been in charge? I want to say no. He's just going to, you know, oversee. But we don't even know exactly where any of this is going so it's it's hard to hey do i take my my nine billion dollars and ride off into the sunset and manage things on my fucking yacht in bora bora or do i keep on the grind and keep running the company in the ground because nobody can tell me 
anything now. I don't think I don't think Endeavor is just going to step in and go, oh, well, you're ruining the product, Vince. Better not do that. No, I think I, think I trust them no matter what. Even if the ship was on fire and sinking. Well, you got to think the UFC and Dana White and these guys have pulled so much from wrestling. If you look at the early UFC stuff compared to what it is now, they've stole so much shit from, from WWE and wrestling in general. Their promos, um, you know, graphics, intro videos, shit like that. Just all that shit. And then we steal stuff from them as well with the press conferences and, and all that shit. Win, shit like yeah. that. Um, so one thing that, I mean, it, it's clear now, looking back at it since they've announced the sale, but we've kind of had status quo booking for the last several months. Championships haven't changed much. Uh, where I mean, I'm not saying they should change more often, but we've had a very steady slate of champions. Um same people on top, same people in kind of their place, not moving up or down the card very much. Do you think oh, that that it makes perfect sense now? It does. It makes perfect sense. Now Try that you've got the boat. UFC, well, the UFC, you got people that can be champions for years. Yeah, well, also, they probably just didn't want to rock the boat while they're trying to negotiate a sale. They're like, hey, look, look at... Uh, Look at our impressive numbers we've been doing with these champions. We, we we should probably just keep them there. That way we don't fuck anything up. Yeah, but they're trying to get away. They're trying to. They're trying to be more of, oh, he's been champion for days and we're making new records now. I mean, look how many years we went without breaking any kind of records for championships. Um, the f- first one, you know, you can look back at the summer of punk. WWE, you know, they made a big deal out of that. Oh, he's he's the longest reigning champion that we've had in, you know, 20 years. Blah, blah, blah. Here's CM Punk. So I, I feel like they're tr- they've been steering in that direction. And I don't I didn't really like it when the champion changed every fucking, you know, pay-per-view or every other pay-per-view. It just kind of became stagnant you know yeah because they only have a handful of people that they can just go okay well we got our mid-card division you got gunter fucking drew and fucking sheamus and we could add fucking happy corbin in there and the belt just changed between the four of them and it just gets old whereas oh we got an intercontinental champion he's been champion for 300 and something days. He's the longest reigning champion in the modern era. It just sounds good when you're rolling it off on the tongue. Yeah, we got, I mean, like I said, several champions that are very long. I mean, Bianca just hit rolled over a year. Braun Breaker, uh, I mean, look how long he's Braun Breaker rolled right out a year. Uh, well, right under a year. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you. Hell, these champions have been holding belts long. It's great to see, but at the same time, like uh, you'd like to see some people built up into the division be able to challenge. Yeah. But, I mean, once again, it, it's kind of putting it 
back in perspective of stealing stuff from the UFC, I mean, when you look at weight classes, you have a middleweight, heavyweight, welterweight, all this stuff, featherweight. And it's always the same group of guys. Right? Unless one goes up in weight and comes down in weight and stuff like that. I think uh, my next big question about the sale and the future of this is um, do we get like a return to the pay-per-view model or some variation of, we talked about this the other day. Like my thinking on this is that most fans when at, when polled and there has been several polls, that has gone out the last few years have said that they would be willing to pay for WrestleMania. They'd be willing to pay a little extra for WrestleMania. I would not be surprised. Why when you get it for fucking free? Why would you want to pay for it? Obviously, they're not hurting, right? Because if you look back at SmackDown, oh, we made $121 million or, or $21 million in fucking revenue. Uh, then we did merchandise sales and sponsorship shit. Why do we have to pay for it? You're doing fucking well. It's working. What they're doing is working. They're getting more eyes on the product now than ever. I mean, you think people who like Logan Paul are just going to go out of their way to pay 50 bucks to watch the dude wrestle? Nope. Yes. <coughs> I doubt it. Not a lot of them. Not as much as, hey, <laughs> I don't know Logan how many Paul, people actually like Logan Paul, though. Yeah, but he does have a point. Listen, yeah, that he may have a couple, you know, thousand buys whatever of people that would buy but what's better a couple thousand buys or hey they're watching our product for free we're going to put a couple advertisements in here now they're going to go buy a logan paul shirt make me some more they're making more money that way yeah i i don't know i just feel like in some respects they're going to take some some pointers from the UFC here. There's more money in the pay-per-view model than there is in the streaming model. Eh, that's fucking debatable, bro. Uh, I, I mean, unless Peacock is willing to fork over a lot more money when the rights deals comes up, and that isn't... I don't think Peacock is actually... Or them streaming on Peacock is part of this come, upcoming rights deal, or the, neg the TV negotiations. So when that deal comes up, unless Peacock is willing to offer them a lot of money... I don't know that they don't go back to the pay-per-view model. Well, think about this, though. How many of these pay-per-views before trips, the tripper, Triple H era, were you like, oh, I have to watch this fucking match with Randy Orton versus The Miz that I've seen a hundred times? Are you going to buy that pay-per-view? Probably not, right? But if it's for free, fuck it. I'm going to watch it because it's for free. They're still getting eyes on the product and they can say, hey, I think they're I think you're wrong about the pay-per-view model. And I'll tell you why. There's more money in advertising than there is fucking pay-per-view buzz. As seen by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Exactly. They got a million dollars to do that. They got a million dollars to do the Mountain Dew match. Uh, every, all over WrestleMania, hell, there was sponsorship shit all over wrestlemania the fucking my card lemonade during the fucking one match they did the fucking insurance thing through somebody else's match the i mean they took away video packages before the matches to give you ads exactly 
There's more money. That pissed me off so bad, by the way. But there's fucking more money in fucking ad revenue than there is a fucking pay-per-view buy. This isn't boxing. This isn't UFC. This is fucking professional wrestling. It's entertainment. I don't think that they're going to make more money by doing the pay-per-view model. Not even a variation of it? No. There's too much money they're making in ad revenue. Well, I mean, Will brought up in the chat earlier that um, ESPN is going to try to make a play to get them uh, to get Dario on ESPN+, Plus, which I'm assuming he means taking it from Peacock to ESPN+. Plus. I have two issues with that. One, ESPN+, Plus is hot garbage to navigate. And two, um, would they have the money if they're making so many cuts to ESPN? I think Peacock's not going to let that go. And another reason why is because that's millions of users that wouldn't use their app are using their app because it has WWE on it. Yeah. So they're, they're making money by selling <laughs> It all goes back to fucking ad revenue money. I don't think Peacock's going to let it go because I wouldn't use Peacock if WWE wasn't on there. I would, but it's only because it's $5 a month. I mean, I wouldn't even... I mean, I'm not going to, though. (laughs) There's a lot of people out there that... I know it comes free for me. Through my cable package. Yeah. So. Even though it's free. I'm still not going to use the app. Because there's nothing else on there I want to watch. And Peacock knows that. Think about how many more eyes is on Peacock now. And. How many people are like. Oh. Well this is over. I'm going to watch The Office. Or whatever. And stay on the app. Which generates what? More ad revenue because you're getting commercials. I don't think I. I'll eat my words, but I don't think they're going to go back to a pay-per-view model. All right. Um, my next question is, and we touched on this earlier. Since Vince is in charge, does he just? cause chaos whenever he decides to show up and rewrite the script? Well, if Raw after Mania was any indication, yeah. That's a little scary. I mean, how do you fuck up the biggest Raw of the year unless you're just doing it to be fucking petty in the first fucking place? What was bad about that Raw was every segment teed up like was about to be great and then just fell on its face. Yeah, that fucking... Tag match should have been way better than it fucking was. The women's tag? No, the fucking street the tag title versus Sammy yeah. and Kevin. And, and I mean, then you had the women's tag match who they didn't tell the live crowd it was for as a number one contenders match. They only told the television audience as a number one contenders match. The live crowd did not know the stakes. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, the live crowd had no idea the stakes of the match. So that's the reason they were they didn't give a fuck. It was just a random ass women's tag team match. You could just you could see the Raw after Mania, the whole show as it progressed deeper into it, 
that Vince's fingerprints was all over it. It just, you instantly knew that Vince was back in control back there. Just like, how it was, just how they fucking set shit up. Like the promo before and the Street Profits coming out and acting like they're gonna turn heel. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah, um, and that doesn't bode well for WWE, though. I mean, like, you got writers who are just, like, putting their heart and soul on this, and then Vince is going to show up and be like, that's shit. We're doing what I want. Obviously, it isn't shit because it's been working for the last eight months. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, that, that, that would make me nervous working for WWE as a writer, just knowing that Vince could walk in at any time and... Even though my job's been great for the last eight months, all of a sudden it's going to go back to hell. Because, like, if you've heard any stories from the writers' room back in the day, like, those writers would, like, work, have to work at, like, 2 a.m. because Vince would wake up in the middle of the night and then, like, call them, like, we need to write this out right now. And then we'd tear up the script when we got the fucking show next day. I've listened to uh, Freddie Prince Jr. talk about how fucking horrible it was. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'm pulling from right here. He he's talked about Vince calling him at like fucking two a.m. and having to write out a script for something and then get in television the next day and him be like, "Oh, we're not using that. We're going with what I wrote." Makes no fucking sense. And well, then I mean, and and now they've had like a normal life where they've been working a normal schedule and not had Vince in their ear screaming at them every three seconds, and all of a sudden he could just show up at any time and life would go right back to that. I guess that's. The risk you take when you work for that company. I mean, that's all all you can boil it down to. I mean, and these not guys know just, exactly what they're getting into when they go there. I, I mean, the chaos Vince is causing, though, like you've got top talent saying they they don't want to deal with it. I mean, Bailey's one of those who she's she said she don't want to deal with it. Vince gonna be in charge. Drew is one of those who doesn't want to deal with it. Vince gonna be in charge. They, he's going to drive away top talent. He's going to drive away talent that could have signed with him like Jay White. I mean, it, the, the chaos events still being involved in the minutia of the day-to-day is going to fuck them over in the long run. Yeah, well, you know what, J.D.? Does it matter? Because at the end of the day, Vince is going to sleep on that bed of $9.2 billion dollars. And he's going to sleep just fine. And at the end of the day, we're still going to be sitting here talking about it for 45 minutes. So (laughs) That's our job as a wrestling journalist, right? (laughs) Uh, So the last thing I want to touch on with this sale is if we're going to start getting a lot of synergy with UFC. Because, like, I can imagine a world where there's a WrestleMania weekend and we have Thursday night UFC. Friday night SmackDown, Saturday NXT or Saturday afternoon NXT, Saturday evening WrestleMania, Sunday WrestleMania, Monday night Raw, Tuesday night UFC event, and then just take over a city for an entire week. I can see this in the future, and then promoting each other. They have have the perfect system because you know I've been taking my kid to a lot of the events, and that I think this is the most I've been to a fucking actual wwe shows in many 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 years i've went to 
three sets, three so far, about to be four in the last year alone. Mm-hmm. And the way that they get you, man, is like when you sign up for those emails, they get you like when I get pre-sale tickets now. As we've been getting the same thing since you bought tickets. As I used to not get pre-sale tickets. Or they send you, like, perfect example, the SummerSlam came. They're like, hey, get these premium packages for X amount of dollars. They've got all this laid out perfectly, man. Because, like, in one of those packages, I think it was, like, 1500 You get a your own special entrance to the show, good seats, a fucking hotel. Uh, they'll send somebody to come pick you up, drop you off. All that shit. So and I could I see, can see them, them. I could see them doing that with the UFC because then now the UFC can have the same kind of setup. Hey, here's a hotel room, special seats, your special entrance. Here's a ride there and back. I mean, there's so much money that they'll make together if they took over a whole fucking city for a week. Yeah, uh, and and, I, and think of how attractive that, attractive that is to mayors and local governments, saying, "Look at how much money we can generate with both the UFC and you and WWE coming and taking over your city for a week." Yeah, because you got to think, man. You could, if WWE really wanted to, you could do your fucking Monday Night Raw, your fucking NXT, all in the same stadium, do that live. Uh, then you got your UFC. Then you got. One day off, Friday night SmackDown, fucking NXT, back to Raw the next Monday. So you're getting more than a week. Yeah, I think it's just, it's the perfect situation for them. That that whole, I mean, hell, they've just got a good setup to take over a city and bring in giant, giant, giant amounts of revenue for... Any city they go to. Yeah, and I think that's the, the real appeal at the end of the day. Because you know they have cities uh, ranked. Like, this is an A city, this is a B mm-hmm. city. You know. Yeah. So they know, hey, where we're going to do that. And they've already said, if we fucking tore down the stadium, when we tear it down and build a new one, they'll host WrestleMania there in Nashville. Oh, yeah, I was, I was reading about that. So they already know where, you know, they know where they're going. Hey, you tear that down. You want to make some more revenue like you did for SummerSlam? Boom. And now, since Will's not here, I get to do the intro for my favorite thing of the week. MVPs of the week. MVPs of the week. You want to go first and tell us your MVP? Sure. I'm actually going to go outside the box and not pick a fucking wrestling person on this one. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's wrestling related, but they're not wrestlers, as it were. There's a there's a YouTube channel that I watch a lot of called Parts Fun Known, and they cover a lot of wrestling stuff. And my dude Adam on that uh, on their shows, my MVP of the week, because like they it, because of WrestleMania being so recent. He's done a content dump and posted like almost every day this week. 
and I'm pretty sure editing YouTube videos is a metric pain in the fucking ass. And I don't know, his content's always really, really good. It's pretty funny. You guys ever feel so inclined as to listen to him? Yeah, I love Parts Fun Known. It's good shit. JD, who's your MVP of the week? I have two MVPs this week. Okay. So my, my, my first MVP is Stu the Cameraman. Stu the Cameraman puts in the hard work every week so that you get the best shots possible. And thank you, Triple H, for pointing out production, guys. That is serious. I'm not joking around. I think it's awesome. Secondly, EC3 won the NWA National Heavyweight Championship. So he is my other MVP this week. EC3 getting gold again. Makes me kind of happy. Well, that's cool. I wish he was in a bigger company. My MVP of the week is... uh... Like, I don't even really have an MVP this week, guys. You are your MVP. Yes, I'm the MVP because I'm the first ever Pick'em's champion. And I told y'all motherfuckers Roman was going to win. And I told you guys months ago Roman was going to win. So eventually, maybe one day, you'll listen to me. You know why you're... You want to know why you're really the MVP? Why? Because you drew the house. I did, didn't I? (laughs) <laughs> I still haven't watched that match. But anyways, I am the MVP of the week, so fuck yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back in your feeds next week with a new episode all about Axe and Shane's Hour of Hell. Jake, what do they need to do? Green money!